Action. So just really chaos on the water at this point. Danger. And she's your captain and she's fearless and you gotta be fearless too. Adventure. Next thing I know, my sailor is diving into the ring and the crowd is getting louder. You're listening to Sea Story. Episode 18, Indestructible. My name is Lieutenant PJ Ganquanco, and this is a sea story collected at sea. Got a little bit of Navy history. My dad and my uncle both served in the Navy. My dad was a chief and my uncle was a master chief. So I spent a lot of time around the Navy. Just fascinated me as something that I thought I might like to do. It's one of those things you do as a kid, right? You know, dad does it, so I guess I should probably do that too. You get to choose where you sort of want to go out of supply corps school, where you get to choose your ship, choose your home port. Initially, I uh, was not slated to go to Pearl Harbor. I was supposed to be going to a cruiser out of Norfolk. A couple of my classmates didn't want their choices. So a girl in my class approached me and said, hey, would you be willing to take a ship out of Pearl Harbor? I said, well, it's Pearl Harbor, absolutely. The entire time I was at Supply Corps school, I did not want to go to a frigate. I saw them when we uh, toured the ships and I was like, there's no way you could get me on one of those things. They're old, doesn't seem like a lot of fun, don't want to do it, but somebody said the words Pearl Harbor and I said, okay, that sounds like a great idea. So that's how I ended up initially picking the USS Cromwell. Serving on a frigate is pretty close-knit. You get to know everybody, you get to know everybody's story, you get to know everybody's name, everybody's habits. That's just what frigate life is. You stuck on a tin can with a bunch of other folks trying to get through your day. Every frigate sailor will tell you that it's probably the best experience of their lives. I was on Cromwell until she decommissioned with the advent of the destroyers and all the stuff that they were putting onto destroyers to be that multi-mission capable ship, the frigate in its platform as an ASW platform was just sort of dying out. Plus they're old, it was hard to get part support and all those types of things for them, so eventually it was just their time. I went on, did other things, and as I came back on my supply officer tour on USS Shoop, uh, we got called up to RIMPAC. RIMPAC is a multinational exercise that brings together a number of our joint nation partners to basically come together and exchange information, exchange tactics, and work in a joint environment that fosters both the camaraderie between countries, relationships, and builds that uh, good baseline for how we would be operating in a combined environment. There's usually at least two to three representatives from each country, ships-wise. I think it's like 25 countries, 25,000 personnel, and I can't even count the number of ships. It's a sight to behold when you drive up to uh, Pearl Harbor and see ships breasted one outboard of the other, all the different country flags and things flying, and folks walking around. It's an awesome experience. Part of RIMPAC, one of the exercises is the SYNC-X, where you get to see just the type of firepower that all the other countries can bring to bear. And usually they do that on a decommissioned ship, whether it be like an old Spruance-class destroyer. In this case, it ended up being a frigate. As I'm sitting there at the uh, brief for the operation, they said the uh, hull number, and I recognize that as, sure enough, USS Cromlin, good old indestructible. Cromlin's namesake, what we call ourselves as a crew, is uh, the Indestructibles. Named after the five Cromlin brothers, uh, four of them were aviators. They were the only five siblings to graduate, all from the Naval Academy. And these guys were rough and tough dudes that refused to go down. 
And true to her namesake, watching the video, every country locked everything they had at her. Missiles, small arms fire, five inch rounds, and she just refused to go down. Every missile, every bullet, every five inch round that went into her, you saw the impact, you saw the smoke, you saw the fire, but as soon as that smoke cleared, there she was, still floating on the water. So another country would come up on their run, try again, another couple missiles, another couple rounds. Put as much small arms fire on Cromlin as possible. And again, every time the smoke lifted, Cromlin was still there. It wasn't until they called up a submarine to put a torpedo right into her keel. That's eventually what took her down. She was lifted up out of the water, the keel snapped. She broke into two pieces and started to sink to the bottom. To this day, if you look up any news story on the sinking of Cromlin, she was the ship that refused to go down. I spent a lot of time, you know, two and a half years on board that ship, walking up and down those P-ways, standing on those bridge wings and watching the sunrises over every country that I had gotten the privilege of seeing. All those memories, coupled with the fact that here I am now as a supply officer moving on with my career on the more updated platform, it was bittersweet to see. But knowing that she served true to her namesake and that she found her final resting place, that was sort of nice to see as part of my career. It's just Navy tradition. We name ships. We call her her. It's like having a relationship that you're a part of for the better part of your time on board. Be it good, bad, indifferent, it's a lasting impression that you have because of the people that you meet on board. Our crew absolutely did see ourselves as indestructible. There wasn't a mission you could give us that we were not able to do. There wasn't a ship out there that could beat us. There wasn't a ship out there that could outmatch us in what it was that we were good at, which was anti-surface warfare. There's not a better time I've spent than my times at sea on these small boys with these crews, going on deployments, doing whatever mission it is that the country decides that we need to do. And those are memories that will last me forever. It's not something you can get in the civilian sector. It's not something that people can go on vacation and say that they've done because being in the Navy takes you to those places that you never thought you would go with people that you never thought you would be with to make memories that you never thought were possible. Sea Stories brought to you by America's Navy. Learn more at Navy.com.